1: I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted swel- city a- on Earth. <laughs>
0: Hey y'all, before we get into this episode, we do have exciting news. Our podcast has been nominated as Best Local Podcast here in Savannah by Connect Savannah. Every year they have their Best of competition. It's a very acclaimed competition here in Savannah. And so it's a really big honor to be nominated for it. We really do need your help voting, though. You can vote every single day, and we have a link in our description for it. Uh, So it is under Best Local Podcast for the Most Haunted City on Earth. But while you are there, we are nominated for some other various ventures. So Savannah Underground is nominated for Best Local Theater Production. And Chris's uh, improv troupe, Odd Lot, is nominated for Best Local Comedy Troupe. And then JT was nominated for Best Local Theater Director, and that is under John Taylor Timmons if you didn't know his full name by now. So um, but we do really appreciate you guys voting and it is a big deal if you win this competition. So let's be the first ghost podcast to win. Yeah, that let's category. Do it. Come on. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons.
1: I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons.
0: And you might be wondering why, if you're watching this and not listening, why we have a big cupcake in front of us. And the, if you
1: are listening, you now know there's a big cupcake in front of us. <laughs> oh, it's massive.
0: It's massive with um, candles in it that say 100. No, Woo. this is not our 100th episode. Yeah, I guess, that was a long
1: time ago. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
0: long
2: time ago.
0: <laughs> but instead, this is actually to honor JT's past grandmother um, who would have been turning 100 years old today. Woo! woo So in the honor, uh, uh, in honor of honoring our ancestors and things like that, we decided to bring a cupcake and light this for her.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: And you guys can watch me struggle with the lighter.
2: And while you're doing that, I actually have some fun facts about Grandma Timmons. Mm -hmm. All right. So obviously she was born in 1923. Her favorite sayings were Hell's Bells or o piffle
0: Oh Piffle. piffle.
1: O oh Piffle. When she uh, got I'm upset. gonna start with that one. Oh,
2: when yes. she got upset it was Hell's Bells or O Piffle.
0: That's very southern of her. Oh thing. yeah. <laughs>
2: um these actually might be a couple longer talking points. So let's go ahead and wish her happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you Happy birthday to you Happy birthday dear Grandma Timmons, (laughs) happy birthday to you.
0: Dope. Awesome, and All the smoke's right. going towards Chris, so that means that Chris <laughs> me. is uh, needing some cleansing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, very cool. So she actually graduated with multiple degrees, including a master's uh, degree in botany in the late 40s. Wow, that would have yes. been really, really big, uh, obviously for um, a woman in the 40s. That's you know, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. She was
0: great with the plant, y'all. Like seriously, yeah, she had a
2: super green thumb. A um, master's she- in it. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is she showed pugs. Uh, She, she, her husband, and dad, um, uh, they showed pugs. And they, at the most pugs that they've had was 26 at one time. At one time? At one time. That is a lot of. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. And I actually met the last pug that she ever had. His name was Tiki. Tiki. Oh. Uh, Tiki won Timmons um, <laughs> because after uh, Tiki we got Tiki 2 Timmons ah, yep, Tiki yep, 2 yep.
1: Tiki 2 was Black Pug he was the sweetest thing like I would like to say are. that those are excellent Star Wars names Tiki yes. one and Tiki two. <laughs> Tiki one and Tiki two. That's funny. I
2: love it. Oh but gosh.
0: yes. Cool. Um, so if you're listening, send a little bit of love to JT's dad today. Yeah. Of course, he's missing his mother, but also send a little love to Grandma Timmons out there and say say you love your family too. While you're oh out. yeah. So. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yes.
2: Oh, we have to thank a couple new
0: pairs. Yes, yes, to junkies. send some more love to people. Yeah. The new pair of junkies. Yep, yep, yep. Speaking
2: we're nearing a hundred.
1: Yeah, I was just We're we're nearing
2: a hundred. Near 100. All right. So we got. Thank you so much, Kelsey, Kristen, Lexi, Golford, Dolce Maria, and Alexandra Lynch. Thank y'all so much. It means the world to us that you guys have decided to become pair junkies.
0: Yes, and if you would like to become a para-junkie, you can find us over on Patreon. You get exclusive content. You get uh, pretty much full access to talking to us all the time. You also get to be a part of a really cool group of people, and you get to be a part of para-junkie day that's coming up. Mm, Yes, para-junkie day. day. Yes. Oh, yeah. So super exciting stuff going on over on Patreon, Uh, but... To get into today's topic, uh, we are going to be doing a further deep dive into the Hat Man. Hat Man. Since a lot of y'all seem to be having a lot of experiences with Hat Man.
1: Absolutely. I, whenever Hatman is brought up, people either for the first time really think about experiences that they had in their lives and they're able to categorize it mm-hmm. as a Hatman experience. Because sometimes people don't realize that it's a thing. Okay. They only realized that they had a strange experience oftentimes when they were young. And when they think back on it, they're like, you know what? I think he did have a hat. Or they knew he had a hat, but they didn't realize that it was kind of a, a communal experience, that right. lots of people are experiencing it.
2: So for the people that are like, this is their first episode ever, and they don't know anything about Hat Man, um, what, are, what is Hat Man?
0: So it's kind of a loaded question because (laughs) (laughs) um, there, and we'll get into this in this episode, there's a lot of different theories of what people think hat man is. Um, But basically, the hat man is someone that basically is seen usually with a wide brim hat or a top hat, sometimes a fedora, sometimes a bowler's hat, um, and usually a what looks like a trench coat, a right. uh, fully shadowy figure. Sometimes people have reported to see him with red eyes. Um, usually he stands in people's doorways at night, but there have been reports of him being outside. There have been reports of him standing in the corner of your room.
1: And we're starting to get reports of people hearing him speak. Yes. Seeing his confusing. eyes, which is, you know, kind of out of the norm because usually it's a featureless shadow oftentimes darker mm-hmm. than the darkness around you so like even like you could be looking into a shadow in the dark and still make out that there's something darker standing in the shadow Ooh.
0: yes and Yikes. he also usually moves like a human being um i know i'm uh, when i experienced hat man when i was a child I remember him walking from my doorway to my sister's room and he walked just like a normal person, which is very frightening when you're like seven years old. But apparently when I did my deep dive into Reddit, you know, going down that rabbit hole of people's experiences, a lot of people report saying the same thing. You know, he walks like a human, he moves like a human, he gives off his domineering energy as like a human almost, but he's not. Like you can oh. tell, he's not. Right. It's very weird.
1: He's solid presence. He's yes. not. He's not ethereal. You know, in that sense of something creepifying. You know, you're looking at something and you're having this issue. There is a, a distinct sensation that that is a person standing there. But then the realization that a it couldn't be, followed by b it doesn't feel like a person, but it does feel present. Right. So if
2: I'm gonna, if I'm gonna kind of like. Play devil's advocate a little bit and say, like, you know, I've always, I, I've kind of, since we started talking about the Hatman, I've actually wondered is it potentially, I think it's called like a Mandela effect or something like that, where, where because here's the thing, what is a movie, very, very well known, famous movie, You're you know, not, you okay, know where I'm going on. with this.
0: You're not the only one to think this. Because oh, really? This is a common theory. Oh, absolutely. Actually. The, 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 power of, theory. the power of oh. suggestion. What now, were you I mean, thinking?
2: The front of The Exorcist. Oh. The front, the oh. movie poster of oh, sure. The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black figure yep. with that hat. Interesting. And it is the but most notable, it's one of the most, other than maybe Jaws, one of the most notable movie posters. Yeah, but even before horror.
1: that, um, most film noir uh, deal with, yes. like, uh, I want to say, is it The Third Man, where it's the shadow of Orson Welles on the wall yeah. with the hat, and it's yes. just a shadow of him in the fedora. You know, there, and, and there's countless... Uh, things, but what's interesting is that iconography, the idea of a shadow in the, in the, in the shape of a man, and, and seeing it and realizing it. Uh, if we even go back to before hats were a normal thing, mm-hmm. what people saw regularly and reported upon were, me- were, were a figure in a hood. Mm. which would also serve the same purpose as a hat. So right. when you have these hooded, shrouded figures, but they're like, it's all a shadow, but I know he was wearing robes and a hood, which suggests that in the time that they were seeing this, I mean, the Grim Reaper, by sheer you know uh, force of imagery, is a shadowy, shrouded figure wearing a big hooded uh-huh, uh-huh. thing that obscures the face, that obscures the features. So, you know, um, yeah, uh, the argument isn't, uh, are people seeing this this exorcist uh, poster and, and then implying this shadowy figure, or did the makers of the movie know that this inherently <laughs> yeah. gets people to show a shadowy figure in a hat? Oh. The shadowy figure in a hat, which came first? Which image came first? You know, Because oh. uh, I, I had brought up uh, Spring Hill Jack. Spring Hill Jack uh, was a, uh, a Victorian-era cryptid, um, but his description was that he wore a cloak, a cape, or yeah. a you know, long coat, and a hat that obscured his face. And in Spring Hill Jack stories, the, sometimes you'll see his red eyes, and a lot of times he breathes sulfurous smoke. Hmm. So, you know, um, but the imagery... Of a figure whose face is obscured, who's wearing a wide brim hat that it goes to that area, um, and 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 then you could stretch it further because highwaymen,
2: yeah, very yeah, classically
1: wore big hats, masks, you know, uh, mm-hmm. scarfs around their face, long overcoats, and they would hold people up. So they're a object of fear. Hmm. Riding down the roads, you might be jacked by, you know, a highwayman. Scarecrows. Scarecrows. Excellent example, scarecrows. uh, And and scarecrows are used all the time in in horror imagery because they are freaky. They are human-esque, and they live in the uncanny valley. If you've ever been around a scarecrow that was lovingly made, they're oftentimes creepy as, you know, all you're, you're, you're looking at them and you're like, oh, why? Why yeah. did you do that? It's like, what do you mean? It's it's, it's to scare away crows. It's, like, it's going to scare everything away.
0: Yeah. That, oh, yeah.
1: that is going to scare everything away.
0: So the thing is, though, Jay, I will tell you this. Um, I don't think I had seen The Exorcist at the point when I saw uh, The Shadow Man. And my sister, I know for a fact that she did not see that movie um, but the
2: front of the movie no the poster yeah
0: but the thing is though jay like my sister and i had the same experience and my sister does not like scary stuff she's not into it um you know it's interesting that like years after we had this experience we both were able to describe the same thing and it was me talking about my experience and she saying wait i saw that same thing in my sure, sure. in my thing so there's a lot of people who kind of think the same thing as you, but a lot of people attribute its creation to Freddy Krueger. Okay. But there have been multiple people who have come out and said, like, I experienced the hat man way before Freddy Krueger was ever a thing. And there's actually some evidence that there were drawings on caves, cave walls of something that could resemble a hat man like entity.
1: Okay. Well, even Wes Craven in the creation of Freddy Krueger, speaks about the phantom with the hat that that mm-hmm. that obscures yeah. the face and and that notion of the hidden thing, uh, because he was drawing from you know cultural uh, boogeymen, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it came across his plate that a character who's wearing something that obscures the face, because in the first instances that you see Freddy Krueger in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, he is just a shadow, mm-hmm. with that silhouette. You know, with this this bizarre, inhuman yet human form. Okay.
0: So a lot of the boiling down of the the theories equates Hatman to being this um, eternal being of sorts, okay. something that's always been around. Now, where it kind of tangents is why the hat man (laughs) is here in doing this. Because some people, you know, are like he's just a simple shadow person. And depending on your belief system, shadow people can be evil entities and some shadow people can just be, you know, a a thing that's there. Remnants. Remnants, exactly. So, you know, there's some people who think that the hat man is solely just a watcher, someone who just is kind of, around that's observing humanity. But then you go on to the far other side of things, and some people believe that he could be an extraterrestrial sure. entity hmm. um, that basically has been around to his job is to observe humans. All well, the
1: classic men in black. Right. Classic men in black are people who wear all black. They have fedoras. You know, they're hat men hmm. when it comes down to it. And it's interesting because... Um, we, we know and can trace the lineage of Slenderman. Yeah. We yeah. know who created Slenderman. We know what, for what purpose. And we know that Slenderman went from being a fabricated thing to being a heavily believed, even influential, supernatural entity through the power of suggestion, through the power of people's beliefs and people's ideologies, and the fact that shadows are so... Desperate for form and so desperate for identity that you can literally name your poison. It's like the end of Ghostbusters. You know, they they thought of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man showed up. So, you know, the Hat Man might just be a Stay Puff Marshmallow man. It may just be a collective dread and fear that we have of this shadowy unknown figure that kind of oh. you know lives on the periphery and we're giving it shape because we are kind of watching the birth of a cryptid. We're watching the birth of a, an entity that when you when you start scratching at it, it's like, wow, this seems to go way back. You know, this seems to have legs that go way, way back. And these might be just loose associations that right. we're able to solidify. And the more solid we make it, the more solid he becomes. This is what I always, you know, talk about uh, in in terms of what is the power of the human mind? What is the power of the human spirit? We are responsible for the reality we we exist in. You know, you hear about people doing manifestations. You hear about people doing all these things that uh, to improve their lives through the sheer power of will. Well, our fears are very solid beliefs. They kind of live in this weird place. We can be afraid of things that we do not think exist, but we still fear them. Hmm. And that becomes this sort of amalgamous place where things can become a, a force in our reality. Yeah, it's kind of like it. It is like yes. it. 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 Well, and Stephen King. Well, almost every horror writer crosses uh, the the threshold of sure. saying, uh, which comes first: the fear of the creature or the creature. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and 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 that becomes this idea that there are maybe spiritual things, maybe maybe just you know raw material all around us, and we're we're molding it like you know a, a clay sculpture, and we're saying, okay, and then he had horns, and then he had a tail, yeah. and then right. and then all of a sudden we're we're seeing and feeling these things. Uh, when you get into that like, um, more tribal sensation of existence, when tribes would gather together, they would create the monsters of their you know, of, of their belief structure, sure. based on a, a sense of protection, a need to mm. to to ward and to be together against a thing, and the thing that they create oftentimes was a uh, uh, a hodgepodge of the dangers around them, and that and then you know and then maybe they they continued on, maybe they became physical, maybe Bigfoot is just uh, a bunch of native beliefs of the danger of you know the encroaching other, the thing that is out there and it manifested into a reality and manifested into something that that people are still experiencing to this day, echoes a belief that mm. turned to solid things.
0: Right. I mean, the thing is, is I'm kind of on the side of, you know, this might be an entity that's been around for a long time just because it's so strange that there's been so many accounts of this entity for a long time, but it's almost like, you know with the invention of the internet and yeah. people actually being able to share their experiences and get to know other people who they're like wait i had a similar experience of things of that nature and that is what's made it more of a sensation huh. okay. maybe it was more of an isolated situation right, right.
1: it was it was it was very um, dismissible right when you're alone when you're alone and you have an experience, you can quickly be like, well, you know, I, I, I guess that happened, but no. And then somebody yeah. else, because that's what I was saying was when I talk to people, I was like, have you ever heard a Hatman? A lot of people are like, no. And then I explained it to them. I can watch their brains being like, oh, gosh, when I was a kid or, oh, gosh, when, you know, uh, when I was a teenager, you know, just a few years ago, they had this this story that is forming in their heads, a memory of which they they suppressed because it it served no purpose. Yeah. It was like, what a weird moment. What a weird moment when I thought there right. was a guy in a hat just standing over there, but when they hear that other people have this experience, it suddenly becomes almost obsessive to them. Yeah, yes, the right. para junkie, yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, you know, gene kicks in. You know, all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, well, ghost heroin, let's go, let's, um, let's go." go. <laughs> so they, then you find them doing yeah. deep dives into Hat Man and yeah. finding that, oh gosh, this is something that people have. Uh, reported and mm-hmm. and and recorded and there's a lot of issues um and when you think of like just the history of ghosts that, or or spirits that you know of we we live with the idea that we're being watched by some entity that has always been a part of our culture is that there's a guardian angel out there mm-hmm. that there's some right. some threshold lurker watching us santa claus you know <laughs> uh, we we and we accept that um that there are spiritual beings whose uh, entire responsibility in the universe is to watch us, you know, um, and and in some cases intervene when there's danger. But oftentimes that's not the case. They're not watching us to help us. They're watching us almost as 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 if to record our record existence. Something. Yeah, that'd you know. be what an alien does for sure. Right. Sure. And well, and yeah. that and that brings up the whole alien concept yeah. because a lot of people don't believe that aliens are are extraterrestrial. They think they're extra dimensional. Yeah. You know that that our our obsession with scientific explanation always falls short because our science isn't there yet. We haven't gotten far enough along to really examine what it means to have interdimensional travel or interdimensional beings and whether or not they are, in fact, terrestrial, just of a different dimension. And if we're talking about time, then time being the dimension that separates us. Uh, All of these things become huge questions. And who knows, on the other dimension, it may be very... Sure. Ordinary to them to like, I'm going to peek in on that guy. Yep. He's still there. Okay. Everything's fine. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at That's olly.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: Now, I, w- I wonder if, you know, their purpose is to be scary. Um, uh, like, solely because... Like Madison, you know, this like really, really well about me is like when, what I find very frightening, you know, cause obviously fear is subjective and everything. But what I find very frightening is when something is looking at you through a window, there's like a barrier, but it's a breachable barrier and it's looking at you through a window or through a door threshold. And it's almost like, I want to come in. And that to me, you know, and I, I've, uh, you know, I've used this in in horror. There's a lot of directors that have been, that have used this in filmmaking for sure, because it is an inherently frightening thing. I wonder if they know that. I wonder if the hat man knows that. And the hat man is like, you know, let's see what I can, let's, let's see if I can get uh, this person to notice me because I'm silhouetting myself in your, you know, and like, if you think about it, like the the door being cracked or closed or open, I mean that means something to kids, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Absolutely, like that means something to kids. Well,
0: so here's where I get into, you know, when I I start really thinking about Hatman, I'm like, I feel like there are some Hatmen that are not inherently trying to scare you cuz at least like when i think back to my experience i was freaked out because i was like that's creepy looking you know oh, yeah. but i didn't necessarily feel threatened like i didn't feel like i was going to be harmed it mm-hmm. just felt uneasy but but you noticed it well of course i noticed it I, you know it's <laughs> but if like if it's
2: in the if it's in the shadows no then so, you so might
0: here's not the notice thing it. about hatman when you actually see it it is darker. It's like the blackest black you could yeah. imagine. It like, is the it absence is, of something. Yes. Huh. And so it's, you know, it was more so just like this uneasy feeling of like, Ugh, stop staring at me. That's really freaky, bro. <laughs> you know, it's, um, but then there are some people that do get that sensation of like, he's going to hurt me. Like I, our previous ghost mail where, you know, the, the listener was saying how, it's been following them and, you know, like the red eyes and like, is this some kind of omen or whatever? I feel like that's a different type of hat man.
1: Sure. True. And and, so that, and that goes into that whole concept because if, if it is feeding off of your fear, if it is creating your fear, then it seems like it should be getting stronger, more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And you know, because it's feeding, because it's yeah. getting the fear off. So it doesn't make sense that these isolated events because that's oftentimes when I'm talking to people, they'll have like one event in their life where it's like, oh, you know, one time I, I, I had a friend who was like, I stayed out past when I was supposed to get into house, which was, mm-hmm. you know, he was at a um, playground when he was eight. And um, back in the day, when the street lights come on, you better be in the house. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he was out and the streetlights came on. Okay, and he was like, "Oh no!" And he and he so the story he tells me is he's he jumps off the swing set he, he, and he lands and he starts to run, but as he's running under directly under a street lamp was a man standing there with this wide hat, and when he first saw it, it froze him like he was like, "Don't move!" Like if I don't move, he can't see me sure. kind of thing. Right. Oh, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, um, but but he he said I remember watching him and he just started walking backwards into, out of the light. Oh, like wow. Like, into the shadows and into a bush past him. And he never knew if it was a real person, if it was a ghost. But when I told him about Hatman, he was like, let me tell you this story. You'll never, oh. you know, you'll never believe this. I had an experience with a guy. And, and he never once thought it was a ghost. Sure. He never once thought it was, you know, something threatening or something bizarre. So, you know when we when we when we think about hatman encounters so many of them are isolated so when we hear yeah when we yeah. hear like repeated visitations of the hatman it's like mm-hmm. you might be having some different relationship right. with the hatman <laughs> sure. you, know, you might or it might be a different entity that has the same properties um, this is a fascinating field of discovery because it's all taking in the stories and listening to them and saying okay there is a category that seems to be the watcher he's just watching and when you see him, it seems accidental. Sure. It seems like maybe he's always there, but just every now and then he's, you know, accidentally somewhere you can see him. Mm-hmm. And then there are accounts where he's coming in, he's coming closer, he's trying to communicate. And the, the one that I found interesting uh, was the harbinger of death. Like he appears and then someone in your family dies or someone you know dies. That is like, oh, that's a whole different thing because I'm familiar with the lady in black. The lady in black is a very old story, a very old ghost. That means that a child in your family will die. Eh. If you see the lady in black, I'm like, Oh, that's very specific. What a specific ghost. And then to find out that it's kind of a flat and wide story. If you see the lady in black, a child in your family Mm -hmm. is going to, is going to pass. Um, and I'm like, okay, that almost sounds like the Hat Man incident that you're talking about, except it's not exclusively a child, and it's not exclusively your family, um, and it's not, and it's not trying to kill anyone. No, maybe. it's just
0: telling. Well, it's, and that's it's it. an the lady in black that's is not it. trying
1: to kill anybody. The lady in black is a a, a, harbor, a sign. Oh, like Mothman. Kind of like sure. Mothman, Absolutely. And 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 I think we had a story like that where yeah. somebody was saying that when the Hat Man came there was going to be death. Yes, you know And yes, that's yes. kind of an interesting thing because some people do have the uncanny ability to predict death. And it may be a type of spirit that you know you may or may not be able to see, but when you see it, might be the shape of a hat man. <laughs> might yeah, be sure. that. Might be just the the garb of the specter of death. You know, uh, like I said, the grim reaper True. is literally a, a shrouded figure, a shadowy shrouded figure whose features are obscured by his hood. And we've we've taken to putting the skeleton because we also have just a skeleton. In early images of the grim reaper, it was just a skeleton. He wasn't wearing robes. Yeah, yeah. it's just a skeleton with a scythe. And then over time, people are like, I have seen this thing, this specter of death, this, you know, and, 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 and the more imagery that we would get of the Grim Reaper in that cloak with this thing that, that hung over its face so that you couldn't tell, you know, that it was the Grim Reaper, you know, um, and that gave way to different, because, you know, I think that that image was not unlike what you would see walking down the street. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're living walking down the street and people are walking, looking like this, you're like, oh, that's just a weird guy wearing a hood. That's the same thing here. Hats are not so uncommon that we're like, "Oh, well, that's weird." Right. You know, you're like, "Oh, it's a guy wearing a hat." And then of course, you hear all these other stories you're like, "Oh, I'm a part of an international conspiracy of spirits." Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's um It's interesting, though, that there's so many different omens um, for death, specifically. Absolutely. Like, if you get into tea leaf reading and any kind of divination, or, you know, like the theory of, like, black dogs being the the grim, if you will, (laughs)
1: Thank you, Harry Potter. Tartan yes. is not a grim. No, well, yeah. he
0: doesn't look like a grim. Oh, no, the it's black
1: dog is like a giant, like a
0: big, hulking, like almost wolf. wolf-like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Creature. Yeah. If that cr- like shows up to you, basically, like you're about to like.
2: Have- now you know. So the Hat Man mainly comes, like, shows itself to like kids, right?
0: Not necessarily. I think you know. I think
1: a lot of people's first experiences are 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 child. I I hear it a lot that people say when I was a kid. Yeah. But I definitely know that there are plenty of adults who, right. have, who have seen him and experienced him. Um, and, and for the first time, too. Like, not yeah. like, oh, this has happened before. It, it's literally like, oh, this is weird. What if it's like a
2: protector? Instead of something trying to yeah. scare you, like, what if it's actually, like, looking over you, making sure
1: you're good?
0: I mean, that's a theory, you too. Is, that's the
1: watcher yeah. Yeah. idea, um, the guardian angel.
0: So, like, the, th- the problem is, is there's so many nuances as to what it could be. Yeah. Because... You no know, a lot of entities can look horrifying, but they're it's actually true. good entities. And then there's a lot of really yeah, bad yeah. entities Ever that are
1: beautiful. Have I heard of a biblical description of what an angel looks like? God, That's what I thought that. They're That's horrifying. What I they're, That's right when she said know, absolutely that. Absolutely horrible. Well, and it's funny because, and you talk about this, uh, I, I want to say Black Mass does a good job of, of is it Black Mass? No, um, Midnight Mass does a good job of, of that That one statement that is inherent to angels. Be not afraid. If you were a beautiful blonde winged, you know, right. thing going, oh, you know, you don't have to say, be not afraid. Be not yeah. afraid is not, you know, something that Hello beautiful well. things have to start. You know, I've never been approached by a, a supermodel going, be not afraid. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's because it's a multi-winged eyeball spinning monster of blah. And you're like, oh yeah, that's terrifying. It's a, be not afraid. I'm sorry. It's too late. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm afraid. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, and it's and it could just be that a lot of times why these situations stick with us, you know, is because when you're a kid and you see something staring at you, that's unnerving, mm-hmm. you know, and even if it is a good entity or some sort of, you know, child protecting entity, it's, you know, maybe they'll evolve one day and maybe be a little less creepy. or Sure.
1: Well, and, and with understanding comes less fear. Fear is inherently the unknown. It is inherently what you don't know. At the base of all fears comes this threshold of knowledge. The second you dip into what you don't know, that's where fear really begins. Because if you're afraid of anything, it's not the thing itself. It's the unknown quality, quantity, the unknown purpose, the unknown damage it can do you, the unknown aspect of any given thing. Um, because even people who are afraid of like, you know, I'm, I'm terribly afraid of fire because I got burned when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're using like the trauma to suggest that that was what was frayed. But the truth is you're afraid of how much worse it can get because you know how bad it was. You're not right. afraid of experiencing it again. You're afraid of experiencing something beyond what you've already experienced. Uh, I I have a terrible phobia. Well, I have so many phobias. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a terrible phobia of shots, of getting shots. And in my experience, shot I can't even feel a shot. But I still have this fear, this I can't look at getting a shot. When somebody gives me a shot, I look away, um, and I'm diabetic, so I have to give myself shots. I look away, which is terrible. Don't do that. Uh, but it, 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 there is this notion that I was like, "Well, what am I afraid of? I know what it feels like. I know mm-hmm. I'll survive it. I know it doesn't, you know, it doesn't actually hurt." I was like, "Well, what I'm really afraid of is this unknown sensation that I've ascribed to the shot. Something like you know, the needle breaking off in my arm, or some yeah. weird thing like that." Which is an unknown. Uh, And there's no reason for me to fear it because I've never experienced it. And I've never known anybody to experience it. But somehow it it is a part of my fear structure is, oh, I'm terrified of needles. I still don't understand it because I I can administer shots to myself. But I still have the phobia. So why do y'all think
2: we got three emails in a row, like literally in a row, um, that were about the hat man
0: so i I do think it's slightly a coincidence but a part of it being is that it's become such a worldwide phenomenon right now about the hat man because of the nature of tiktok and the internet in general um people are starting to open their minds to certain things um and also, I think it's a really common experience that so many people have had. And sometimes that's their only ghost experience. And that's, you know, totally fine. But I think it's like the internet either, you know, bringing these things into our lives because we now know they exist or, you know, just solely bringing out the various hat man stories from the woodworks, you know. Yeah, it's
1: it's also the idea of of, of lining up of things because I feel like a trend can easily be started. And even if it is very subtle, because I remember, you know, uh, like when I first heard of the Mothman and then it became like such an avalanche of, of information about the Mothman. Uh, and there is a word for it, which is when you first hear something almost immediately or after you start hearing it everywhere. Like mm-hmm. like when you buy a car. If you buy a car that you've never really driven before, like, you know, oh, I've got a you know, Ford Escort and I bought this Ford Escort and then you go driving around and all of a sudden you see... Ford Escorts everywhere. You know, yeah. everyone's driving a Ford Escort. How weird! Uh, and and that's the kind of thing that that this is. It's it's it, it's it is kind of coincidental, but it's aligning with the fact that we're looking. It's aligning Just, with the fact sure. that we are we are we are opening to the idea, and we're becoming more aware of it, and we're probably putting out some strong vibes of we'll talk. We'll we'll talk your ear off about this subject if you yeah. <laughs> if you if you put it in front of us. So yeah. um, comment comment your uh, hat man stories. Yeah. Maybe we'll like absolutely. Read them. We'll Please read do all the
0: hat man stories. Yeah. Bring, bring yeah. the hatman
1: Send it to uh to our ghost mail. Yes, yeah, yeah. um, ghost
2: mail and all that.
1: And um and uh, and don't forget your favorite cryptids. Yes, uh, send us cryptid so many stories. wonderful cryptids are out there, uh, and we are we are not shy about cryptids. We we spend zero time hating on any specific you know, supernatural entity. Um, and we're not afraid of UFOs either. If you've got some UFO stories, please share those mm-hmm. because they're fascinating, they're endlessly fascinating. And uh, for some reason, there's a huge divide in the community of, of like, supernatural and uh, extraterrestrial. And it's like, why? You know, uh, people can believe 100% in Bigfoot and be like, there are no such thing as UFOs and back and forth. Or, you know, people believe in ghosts and think that UFOs are trash or people believe in UFOs and think that ghosts are ridiculous. And it's like, what is happening? Why would we draw such thick lines around things we just don't understand or know? You know, uh, it, it's it's fascinating to me because, like, it, if you're going to believe in something that is fantastical and very difficult to prove, you at least have to leave a little open room for everything else that is, yeah. you know, oh, that, yeah. that, that exists in that same framework. Um, so, yeah, no, we're, we, we, we spend zero time. Uh, telling people that, that what they think is out there is is ridiculous.
0: You know, it's actually interesting because I think there's a lot of crossover between extraterrestrial beliefs and otherworldly beings and um, paranormal. I will tell you guys a story that I don't think I've ever mentioned on this podcast. Bum, very, bum,
1: bum. Very I know, right? Very
0: wow. weird one. Um, you know, Florida is a weird place in general, and I think I lived in a hotbed of odd things that would happen. Uh, but when I was a kid, I the way I had my bed positioned was basically I had it in the corner of my room right next to this big window so that um, if I turned over, what would that be, to my right, you could see right out the window. So basically, uh, one night, I, it was probably like, I want to say like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. or something like that, random day of the week, It wasn't anything like a special night or something. And I wake up because I just hear on my window. (laughs) And I, mind you, my house was two stories and uh, there was no way to get up there. So it was very weird that there'd be knocking on my window. And so I ignore it at first uh, because I was like, that's weird. Maybe it's a bird or something. And then I hear again and I'm like, Okay, um, so I like start to get nervous. I'm like, I don't want to really open my eyes right now because yeah. it's like really it's like you freaky. To be scared, right? But uh, eventually, on the third knock, I open my eyes and I look out the window, and there's this silver figure, like shining, like um, if you've ever seen pyrite, uh, like the oh, crystal yeah. pyrite, it glistens like that, hmm. with blacked out eyes, no Whoa. hair. No features, like no nose, very small lips and things like that. No notable features standing outside my window. And I will never forget that image in my head. And so from there, that was kind of when I started getting interested in more extraterrestrial thoughts because I was like, that doesn't look like any ghost I've ever seen in my life. And why would it be tapping on my window in the middle of the night on my second floor house? Uh, JT's like, I'm never sleeping in that room again. (laughs)
2: Literally.
0: but I never had it happen again, but I did have so many dreams of um, aliens when I was a kid wow. after that experience. For years, it would be the same reoccurring dream of me being brought up into a ship and things like that. What? I'm not kidding.
1: And worth so, mentioning, Florida is a hotbed of UFO activity. A is. lot of sightings in Florida, and people think that is because, you know, we have Cape Canaveral there. Yeah, we, yeah We're yeah. literally sending things into space there, so a lot of people believe that there's a lot of extraterrestrial activity. At the spot where we send ships into space, they come and they ha- gather, and, they, and I've heard countless, countless stories. I actually met a man once who claimed to be—who uh, worked for the U- United States government, and he was— A full-on participant in communicating with—he was claimed to be basically a radio Mm. that the government can use to talk to aliens—and I I never really thought about it until years later. um, They started releasing the documents Mm -hmm. on it, and the program that he said he was a part of is all over those documents. I was like, so at the very least, he knew about the program. You know, whatever his involvement was he was utilizing all the terms and all the phrases because they stood out in my head. But oh. when I was reading through the, the, you know, and a lot of these were redacted, um, you're reading and it's like, Oh, Oh gosh. You know, he was not, you know, a- at the very least he was dead on sure. with all of these events, which made me wonder because he said some crazy stuff, yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting because, uh, he, he said that, you know, the government utilized, um, psychics, uh, remote viewers, um, to, to facilitate communication. Because basically aliens can speak or communicate through waves that are mental, not like radio. They don't use radio waves. They use something that our minds use when we're practicing like remote viewing or, or ESP or anything like that. Fascinating. But at the time that I heard it, I was like, oh, you know, I can't process this. This, this yeah, yeah. You know, this is so foreign to me. But I always kept it in the back of my head because he was a very interesting person. He didn't seem... Yeah. you know, crazy by any stretch of the imagination, but he had been shot in the head. So, oh, you know, that and, and, and that's what, he was a ranger who got What's shot that? in the head. And, uh, and he said when he, when he woke up, he had abilities and he was able to hone them. And then he became a part of this program. And yeah. I was just like, oh, that's very interesting. But at the same time, so far from my experience, you know, yeah. because again, I've been chasing ghosts all my life, but, when I come to UFOs and aliens, um, the ghost hunting communities really don't participate a lot. Yeah, yeah. I so I always had a fascination, but it was never a part of our conversations. We never really spent a lot of time sitting down and huh. going, "Hey, should we talk about you know extraterrestrials?" And now there's a lot of talk about a lot of cryptids possibly mm-hmm. just being things that are traveling yeah. interdimensionally. Like the reason why we can't find them is because they don't live here. Yeah, they just kind of pop in, do their thing, pop out.
2: Friend reminds me of the uh, the play bug.
1: Mm-hmm. yes, yeah. it does. By Tracy Letts,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. anyway.
0: But yes, if you guys want to hear an episode about aliens and UFOs and stuff, I would love to talk about that because I have some interesting thoughts Oh, on yeah, it. I, so, I, I do as well. <laughs> so if that is something you're interested in, let us know, um, but... We're going to go ahead and sign off on this one. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have a ghost story, doesn't have to just be Hat Man, um, you can send it over to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. Also, make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram under Honda City Podcast. And you can find us on all social media platforms under that name. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.